Hello, and welcome. My name is Connor, and this is the inaugural podcast for the Gaelic Heritage Show. Um, today we'll be talking about the relationship that music shares between the growth of a developing nation, such as Ireland. The song we just listened to is called An Island of an Ofer, and it describes this wonderful dream that came to a man and uh, it was put into a poem about this young beautiful lady uh, who turned down many suitors um, just to remain independent and free from others but most importantly to show the strength that she had to be her own person with that being said that's something we are going to delve into a little bit later First, we will be talking about the role of music in the Irish national identity. Um, the Irish nationalists have been using music for decades to symbolize political and cultural views. Um, and the music that the Irish have created and adopted over the years has been changed and distorted to help draw parallels um, and uh, draw attention to political issues. When the British began to colonize Ireland, specifically the six northern counties of Ireland, um, it began this influx of cultural diversity and the relationship between the British culture and Irish culture alike. Um, one big thing that happened was uh, in the county Derry, there is this song, or an air, as they call it, um, called a, a Beautiful Air. And the people of County Derry identified their nation and their personal narrative with uh, this song. And it was changed by the British settlers, and when it did change, it changed uh, in lyrics um, and in time. It went from the traditional 3-4 time to a common 4-4 four, four time. I think one really neat aspect of music um, in the Ireland during this time especially was it created a social platform for all people to express their social, political, and religious and emotional ideolo ideologies. Um, the music came from high-class British parlors or chieftain houses, and it made its way down to the poorest of poorest people. It could be the everyday fiddlers um, working for people's change or just uh, a person playing a fiddle in a pub. When the British had become established in Ireland um, through the colonization, this was the, one of the... Um, prevalent beginnings or re-beginnings of Irish nationalism and its presence in music um, because the native song Beautiful Air, which was mentioned to be changed by the British settlers, um, the lyrics and the time were changed. And so um, this created a political affair between the people of the northern counties that were native Irish and um, it made conflict between them and the settlers that were British. And the rendition that was adopted by the British settlers was called Londonderry Air, 
because the county dairy had been renamed to London Dairy. The song that I had began the podcast with, um, An Island of an Affair, um, was actually set to the time of London Dairy Air, except the lyrics had changed. See, An Island is a poem um, that represents a person's dreams, hopes, wants, wishes, and in this case, it was the story of a young, beautiful woman um, who represented Ireland. And the suitors that she had turned down, as I mentioned before, were the colonizers and the people who wanted to take the independence and the solidarity of Ireland away from them. A reason that music became such a large social platform for people to express their ideologies um, was because um, around the 16th century, or 17th century, uh, excuse me, the British king, King Henry VIII, was attempting to uh, colonize Ireland, and he attempted to control the people through methods that were rather unheard of. He saw such hope and spirit and cultural significance of music from the Irish people because of their ability to play the Irish harp with such grace, precision, and it seemed like it just came natural to them. And he banned it for nearly 200 years. Um, He made it outlawed. The songs that were adopted by the British, such as The Londonary Air and Danny Boy, which became the national anthem for Northern Ireland, was seen as a jab towards the Irish heritage. This was a song that, um, for millennia, had been played by the people in their respective places, such as the counties, and it had been taken and altered into something, and... They were told that it was no longer theirs. Uh, by the changing of the lyrics and the time and the name of the song, um, it's it was taken away from them. And this hurt. So in spite of that happening, the Irish uh, responded by taking what had already been there, such as the island of Nofair, which is also known as the Young Man's Dream. And a song that I'll be playing is called The Young Man's Dream, and it was played by Tommy Sands. And it's uh, it's talking about the dream that this young man had of the independence of Ireland. And you can see that its music has been so ingrained into the Irish culture, especially during times of hardship and uh, being colonized by the British, that the songs now take on a more political meaning um, in the sense of resistance um, against the the British crown but the resistance came through solidarity of the people by referring to these timeless poems and these words these meanings that they have uh, to show that they're not affected and they can still carry on being Irish being independent and I'll be showing you this song shortly. It's on the Wood Songs, Old Time Radio. Dreams of home where the heart can wander. 
dreams of home when the heart is free. The golden ice is a far horizon, an island rising upon the sea. And all around me the waves were rolling, nine times over and under me. Mid song of thunder and maiden of wonder appeared before me like an angel queen. Her smile inviting, her eyes enlightening, her beauty frightening on an earthly shore. Oh, can it be, or is it I'm dreaming? For no such vision have I seen before. She said it's dreaming that bears creation, that grows the land and that fills the sea. I am behind you, I am before you. I'm all around you if you could see. It's then she led me down by the river Where daisies gather and dark waters flow And salmon leap for the hazel berry To share the mysteries of returning home And all around me the wars were raging To have and to hold her their battle call the dead arose when they gained their learning. The dream of loving belongs to all. So that was a small little clip of the song. And this song is actually an island of an ophir. And it predates the Londonary Air. Or the Northern Ireland rendition of this song. And, um... It was used as a tool of political resistance and a tool for cultural solidarity to show the independence of Ireland. So what it really does is it shows the connection that the country and the people have with music and how they use music to represent their nationality. So the Irish people wish to be independent but they're being bogged down by this person that is relentless and wants to take this beauty and grace of their land and what the land holds, which is the country's people and its music. And the music specifically was something that the people held on to so dearly to because it's, it, it's inherently Irish. It's a song that calls to attention the beauty and the grace of Ireland and starts to describe the relationship it has with Britain and uh, and its political attitude towards people imposing its powers onto uh, an independent state or a nation of people people that were okay with where they were they didn't need a large empire such as the English to come in and influence what they 
held so closely to their hearts, something that was inherently theirs. It was something they were proud of, something they found love in, and something they can practice with, uh, without a care in the world. There's a snippet of a song that I would like to play because I've heard it my entire up- upbringing. Um, my dad has sung it and sang it to me uh, countless nights before I went to bed. And it is until the end of the song do you realize the significance that music held in the sense that it was a social platform for people, all people to use to express how they felt and how they identified as a nation. And you can see through the snippet that um, the Irish did not like the British and they didn't think that the British could do anything right. Uh, because of their dislike and distaste towards them, these are people who came into an independent state and um, told a nation of people that they are no longer um, able to be a solid state. They took away six counties of Ireland and they made them their own. And this is this is uh, just a snippet of how the Irish feel. So this song is titled. Uh, the Ballad of William Bloat, and we will be listening to the rendition played by Tommy Makem, who played with the Clancy Brothers for a number of years, and he was a great uh, political and musical influence in Ireland. And the song is about a man who has grown tired of living the same way, and he's very angry at his wife, and he decides that he's going to kill her. And once he does kill her he realizes the the harm he's done and how he can't live with this so he decides to um, take his own life and it's not till the end do you see the ironic twist and the the um, the message that they want to use this uh, platform music to express their dislike and distrust in the the British nation Without further ado, ladies and gents, people of all kinds, Tommy Makem. Twisted it into a rope 
And he hanged himself from the pantry shelf Was an easy end, let's hope With his dying breath in the jaws of death He solemnly cursed the Pope But the stranger's turn of the whole concern Is only just beginning He went to hell, put his wife got well And she's still alive and sinning For the razor blade was British made But the rope was Belfast linen Um, so you can hear there, uh, at the end of the song, he says that the blade that the husband had used to kill his wife had not worked because it was British. Uh, <laughs> inferring that inherently what the British do is, uh, they usually do a lousy job on and or anything they make will not work, but that their nation's pride and they're so confident in what the Irish people are capable of that their sheets were more capable of killing someone than a razor made by the British. Through exploring the clips of music I provided today that were provided to me by the many artists that made them and have used them to hand down knowledge and um, express pride and heritage uh, using music as a platform, um, we can see the connection that music has played a significant role in the developing of uh, Ireland as a nation. And by nation, I mean the people and the land that they reside on. Without music, I would argue that the independence and the resilience of Ireland through its many hardships, its famines, its depressions, its uh, the wars that it's fought would not be, uh, they wouldn't still be here if it wasn't for the platform that music provided. It allowed them to reach out to the entirety of Ireland, if not the world, and explain that, you know, we are a country, we are a people united, and this is something we hold close uh, to almost a national treasure. Thank you for listening, and this will be the conclusion of the Irish National Heritage Show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the inaugural podcast. Hopefully there will be more to come. This is an exciting and new opportunity that uh, I would love. I was able to show a little bit of my heritage and what I've experienced and my understanding of um, the role that music played in the developing nation of Ireland and the significance that it holds. Have a nice day.